Hello, my name is Mitch Wrestler, and welcome to Consulting the Manual, the podcast that discusses men's issues, see what scripture says about them, and how they apply to our lives today. Today I'm chatting with, well, you. Join me now for our first solo episode where I take a look at forgiveness. With what may be a touchy subject for some, forgiveness is at the heart of what God wants for all of us. It's through Christ that we find forgiveness and are brought back to the Father, but it's also something that we need to demonstrate for one another. This is where the challenge comes in. How do we do that? What are some of our biggest hang-ups? How does Jesus model for us how to forgive others, especially those who don't deserve it? One of the hardest things we do for others is to actually show forgiveness. People do something to hurt us, and whether we want to admit it or not, somewhere it kind of feels good to hold it against them, or whatever it was. Uh, we can mark them or label them as something, whether it's something like a thief or gossip or a liar or what kind of or whatever the situation was where they wronged you. We get to keep them at a distance and, and label them as this. Now it keeps us better than them at, at some level. You know, that they wronged me. So I have a right to be mad. I have a right to hold something uh, against them for whatever it was that they did. But the thing is, it's the lack of forgiveness is what keeps people apart. That's what keeps people separated. You know, it's a way to maintain some kind of distance between us and whoever it was that has caused what the the rift that we've put there uh, it keeps the distance keeps someone that we can label as you know the bad guy in whatever the situation was the problem is is that people are very rarely just good guys and just bad guys we're we're all fallible people make choices that can be later either viewed as good decisions or bad decisions. We don't necessarily know how things play out once we make those decisions. And there are sometimes when in some situations where whatever the choice is, not everybody's going to come out on the good end of of the deal. So someone, you know, inevitably is going to walk away with their feelings hurt or angry or upset at them just being on on the rough end of a deal or decision or a policy change or kind of whatever happened they get mad and so they they build up a grudge it's hard when we're angry or frustrated at someone to look at someone as another human that messes up just the same way that we do that's that's the thing with being human we're all fallible nobody's perfect we don't want to empathize with our enemies because if we put ourselves in their shoes and try to imagine how they might feel or the circumstances of maybe why they did what they did you know, there could have been something where there was no malice or ill will or or bad intent on their part it's just something that they did or something that happened that caused us to get upset and if we put ourselves in that shoes and try to see things from their perspective it tends to kind of take the anger or the frustration out of where we stand on our end of things we don't want to let that go we we want to keep ourselves in, in our position of 
being wronged. It, it keeps us a little bit of power between us and the other person in that situation. We, we don't want to let that go. The Bible tells us that we're all in need of forgiveness. Not one person is righteous before God, so we are all equally in need of forgiveness. And we all need to be reconciled back to God. Matthew 6, 14-15 says, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. This can sound kind of harsh, because if you're thinking like you've accepted Christ into your heart, you're saved, you're forgiven. Well, if you've accepted Christ in your heart and you invited him to live in you and, and his spirit take residence inside you, that is going to change how you view the world. It's going to change how you interact with other people. And forgiveness is part of that. Knowing what it's like to be the one who is in need of forgiveness, we know that it's how necessary it is. In turn, we turn around and give that forgiveness to others. And again, in a, maybe in a lot of cases, it may not be something that they deserve or that they've earned. Or it could be something, something that they can't make up for. But the forgiveness is on our part. It's not. It doesn't have anything to do with them. Nothing that they can do to get themselves back. Maybe necessarily in a case where they they can get back in good standing with you by some kind of action or something to earn it back. In in cases like that, the forgiveness comes whether they deserve it or not. The challenge with forgiveness that I think is kind of an interesting idea to kind of ponder is that the thing we need most in this world which is forgiveness is the thing we have the hardest time sharing with others we want forgiveness we need forgiveness but when you have to ask us to show forgiveness to someone else that's where we start backtracking. You know, wait, wait a minute. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they said, or or whatever the case is. Colossians three thirteen says, "Bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive." Matthew five. 23 through 24 says so if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you leave your gift there before the altar and go be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift it, it speaks to the heart of a lot of what it is to emulate Christ to others if there's something that either you know that you have in your heart towards somebody else or if you know that someone harbors something against you the the verse here in in Matthew 5 it says that before you even go to God with some kind of offering to him you've got to go and settle your account with your friend your brother the whoever it is that there's something there that hasn't been resolved you have to 
kind of tend to the earthly needs in some cases before you can open up that spiritual channel. This week's show is brought to you by Fruit of the Bean. If you're anything like me, you don't leave the house in the morning unless you have a cup of coffee in hand. Find the coffee you want to start your day with at Fruit of the Bean. Just check out their website, fruitofthebean.com, to find their great flavors of coffee. Choose which one you want, select ground or whole bean coffee, and then it's shipped to your door. What makes Fruit of the Bean coffee so good? It's freshly roasted right after you place your order. The only way to get fresher coffee is to harvest from your own backyard. Not only does the coffee taste good, but they are working to do good too. Order your coffee knowing that 10% of the proceeds go to support organizations working to help orphans and fight human trafficking. If that wasn't enough, and don't you think it ought to be, use our code MANUAL at checkout to receive an additional 20% off your order. That's code M-A-N-U-A-L at checkout to get your discount at fruitofthebean.com. Fruit of the Bean. Drink coffee. Do good. Jesus doesn't give stipulations on when or how we can forgive. It's just part of what being a Christian is about. We forgive. And most of the time we forgive even though maybe in the moment we don't feel like it, we don't want to, but it's something that we have to put into practice. We, we willingly step down from some perceived place above others or someone else in an effort to build their relationship back. So what happens when we are able to truly forgive someone? Uh, does it relieve the other person? Well, maybe. Uh, remember, try to think back and remember when someone forgave you for something. How did that feel? Do you have like a, a weight come off your chest or, or some kind of weight of relief, you know, physically come off your shoulders? Has there been a time when you forgave someone and, and maybe they didn't even know you had a grudge against them? There could have been a situation where you had some kind of beef with somebody and you harbored that thing for weeks or maybe months. And then you finally kind of worked yourself into a place where you, you became at peace with it and you wanted to go and forgive this person for this thing they did or or they said something to somebody behind your back, something like that. And you go, you know, I've been harboring this grudge against you for a while and I've finally been able to put to, to a place where I can sit it down. I can let it go. I forgive you. And then they kind of look at you and go, man, I, I didn't even know you were mad. I didn't know there was a problem. So this grudge that you had been nursing, it didn't affect them at all, but you've had that inside. You've, you've been the one to harbor that. How much wasted time has that all been? How, how much missed opportunity have, have you had to basically, where you could have set it aside and made peace more for yourself, and the other person was going on and not even bothered at all by whatever this perceived slight would have been. Forgiveness is not just necessarily for somebody else, but it's just as valuable for you. It brings you a sense of freedom. When when you harbor unforgiveness and bitterness, like it's something that 
eats at the core of you like it resonates in your soul and and it kind of bleeds into how you think or how you might interact with other people when you're able to actually let that go it, it again it, it changes you but it starts to affect everything else inside out for the better being able to operate in forgiveness not only benefits the other person who can now start to come draw back to you in an effort to build up a relationship but it also frees you from that kind of restriction it probably even does you more good than it might the other person what about someone who might be a, a habitual person who messes up uh, so what do I say with this I see like someone who who will mess up or do something they'll say they're sorry and you forgive them but then either they, they go back out and do do it again mess up again or, or mess up something else and come back you know is they they're in this kind of what feels like a revolving door of just mess up come back I'm sorry I won't do it again you get rig you know reconciled back with them and then they go back out and do it again the thing is is the way Jesus talks about forgiveness there there's no shelf life or amount of chances that people get we are called to forgive because we have been forgiven think about it how many times do we sin against God and do the same thing over and over just to come back to him and ask forgiveness you know what, what are the the things that we nurture that are our stumbling blocks or our what people call you know the the habitual sins that they they struggle with every single day and work to remove out of their life but they mess up on the same thing on the regular basis and come back to God with the same with the same repentant heart they could be genuine in saying I'm sorry please forgive me and God forgives them and God forgives us but we're stuck in that revolving door so if we're able to receive that forgiveness and that grace from him again how can we deny that to somebody else now I'm not to say that there aren't some kind that aren't consequences for our actions I mean that's you you can get forgiveness and and salvation and, and all that in, in your spirit man but say like even if you do something as extreme like committing a crime there's still consequences for little stuff that, that happens so forgiveness can be found and relationships can be built back up but there might be some instances where a relationship can be reestablished, but it won't necessarily be back to just the way things were. Um, sometimes there are guidelines or, or there are restrictions or there are new rules kind of put in place for how you're both going to proceed. And there's, there's too many situations to try to go and, and cover them all, so I'm not even going to try. But I do know that forgiveness allows everyone involved the ability to move forward where can you go from here where where can you start to to rectify a situation what can you build together you don't want to become a slave to something that that happened in the past for forgiveness allows you to, to step forward we all need forgiveness and Christ made that available to everybody uh, there's the story in Luke 8 of the woman uh, caught in adultery. And for, for anybody not familiar with the story, 
this is an instance where Jesus was uh, kind of preaching and in the middle of you know a, a sermon to folks who are listening there are you know uh, other holy men you know Pharisees and Sadducees who burst into him talking and throw down a woman who was caught in the act of adultery and they basically say you know this is what she did by law she should be stoned to death what do you say to this uh, which is this is kind of an interesting situation because one if they had been following the law that they claimed to be making Jesus rule on uh, they would have enacted the punishment for her right at the moment not dragged her out and thrown her in front of a rabbi uh, and two where's where was the guy in all this all, all they've done is they've just taken the woman and thrown her down at Jesus feet she's not participating in the act of adultery by herself but that's uh, a, a different point for a different conversation so the cool thing here is Jesus looks at this lady who I mean, if you think about it, she's at her most vulnerable point here, I, I could imagine, in her life. I mean, if she's if she was caught in the act of adultery, she's probably more uh, exposed both physically and um, emotionally in this moment. She's just totally at the mercy of everybody in this crowd. And it, it's basically to Jesus, the one to kind of rule on this. And knowing looking at her and seeing her at her lowest he extends forgiveness to her where he basically flips it back on them which is what we we're talking about before of if we've knowing that we're all in that same need of forgiveness how can it be so easy for us to kind of throw that at each other when when we're really not much we're no different than anybody else so he, he asked that the people who brought her, who anyone who doesn't have sin in their life, they'll be the one to cast the first stone. And you know, one by one, all these guys who have brought this woman in front of Jesus just drop their rocks and, and they walk away until there's nobody there. And you know, Jesus asked the woman, you know, where are your accusers? She says, you know, there are none. And he says, Well, neither do I condemn you, go and sin no more. And so even in the moment, he's able to extend a level of forgiveness that would change somebody's life to, to know where you are at your worst and have someone who with every right could condemn you, pass some kind of a sentence and punishment uh, to bypass that and know that there's some value in you to forgive an infraction to, to lift you up to where you can go forth and make better decisions. That's the kind of forgiveness he's illustrating. Uh, there's another instance in Luke 7 uh, and, and I'm going to reference verses uh, 44, 44 through 50. It says uh, well, it, in this instance Jesus is visiting somebody at their house and this woman comes in and she kind of attends to him. Uh, the, it starts in verse 44. Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. 
You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my head with ointment. Therefore I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little, loves little. And he said to her, your sins are forgiven. Here's another instance where he looked at someone who, I mean, he... I'm sure if he were to ask, everybody in the neighborhood probably knows this lady. and But she comes in and she recognizes who he is and the kind of forgiveness that he's able to offer her. And she's able, and this is something that she's able to do for him to show kind of the level of appreciation and, and thankfulness for, for the deliverance and forgiveness he provides. And because she loved Jesus with, with all that she had to, to give him. And because she loved, she got the forgiveness. It's hard for us sometimes to love our enemies, to, to put ourselves in their shoes. And in a lot of cases, you know, when, when you read stuff and it says, you know, to, uh, to pray for your enemies, or, you know, if your enemy were to, uh, you know, ask for your jacket give them your shirt also when it when, when it says something to i'm pursued by my enemies we don't necessarily think of that as uh someone who we might get in a fight with today it's, it's not necessarily so dramatic but there are people in our life who aren't necessarily for us they may not like us we may not particularly like them uh it could be folks that we don't get along well with uh, anything that kind of puts us at odds with somebody would be somebody who who would, would you could still consider as far as the attitude you would take uh, of praying for your enemies these people would kind of fall in that category and so it's the people that you're at odds with it's the people that you don't necessarily even like those are the ones that you have to kind of show and extend this level of forgiveness and grace to it's important to know that there is nothing that is able to keep you from the forgiveness of Christ. He paid the price that we can't. All that we have to do is, is believe it. We don't deserve it, but it's given to us anyway. Whatever it is that we feel that we've done or done against God, done to or against ourselves or to others, uh, there's no level of sin that we can think of that can it keeps us ineligible from the, the forgiveness of Christ. Uh, Romans 8.1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Colossians 1.13-14 says, He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. The forgiveness of God allows us to be something new. God sees us as something new, as new people, as, as people that don't have the sordid past or the, the list of, of sins and wrongdoings and stuff we may have done or committed. Uh, it's we're we're free from all the the junk and garbage that we've brought upon ourselves. 
but for some reason sometimes we still try to hold on to that we try to to find I don't know, a, a comfort in the the things that we've done or the labels we've put on ourselves that for some somehow we find it hard to reconcile the fact that God is able to forgive us knowing the things that we've done and the people that we have been like almost like it, we disqualify ourselves like in, in saying that that's it, it, also saying that the power of God isn't sufficient enough but that's not at all the case I mean it's he gave of himself a someone who hadn't sinned who was not sin who became sin for us um, Christ bridged that gap there was that was the only way uh, to do it there was nothing that we could do in and of ourselves to come back and be reconciled to God Christ bridged that for us and so to think that there's this level of forgiveness for us sometimes it's a little hard to let him give give us that forgiveness to let him extend that grace under no other pretense other than the fact that he just loved us enough to do it so what does all of this mean for us as men you know we were talking about forgiveness here so forgiveness is for everyone to show to one another, right? So, so what? How does this apply to guys? What, what, what would make this special? Well, yeah, I mean, forgiveness applies to everyone. It's men and women. It's under the same idea, the same uh, promising principle of of extending for of accepting it for ourselves first and foremost, and then turn around and showing that forgiveness to others. So, you know, as men we are supposed to lead and set the example and Paul says follow me as I follow Christ first of all we, we set the example in our homes with our families we we show grace and forgiveness for our wives and, and for our children um, and hopefully they'll take the lead and show us back some forgiveness when we need it because we're also in need of forgiveness in, in uh, situations with our families sometimes but being the leader and demonstrating forgiveness, it sets the mood for the house. You know, the, the things that you do are always going to trump the things that you say. So as much as you try to, you know, um, say something over and over or preach a certain thing, it's when you demonstrate and you show forgiveness and you follow through on things that you say that stick. And... So knowing that what you do always trumps what you say, your kids watch every single step of this. And so you, you want to you wanna be mindful of what kind of people do you want your kids to turn out to be when they become adults themselves. Because most of their cues and attitudes on life that they pick up and take from you. Do you want them to, to be adults that nurture stuff like bitterness and and anger or, or do you want them to pass along the forgiveness that that they receive from you and be able to bless other people with that same attitude we also set the example at work I mean I, I know personally there's been plenty of times that I've messed up something at work you know as far as I'm concerned pretty bad that could have landed me in either 
some kind of disciplinary action or I'm sure if people wanted to argue it bad enough you know uh, you know things are working here but today's your last day kind of deal but I've been fortunate enough to work under a boss who when stuff like that comes up is able to instead of come down like a hammer able to look at something like that as a teachable moment okay where where was the error here how can we fix this you know if, if there's something that needs to be done as far as like a, a knowledge or a training situation how do I make you a better employee and, and build you up through it and it's not like you know there there's an instance where I messed up and they said okay I forgive you but it's the attitude and the approach that you know that boss took that really left the impression where I was able to grow and learn from something uh, rather than fear the the interaction with the boss after after you fix the, the issue so have have you been the recipient of that kind of grace and forgiveness at work or have you been on the flip side has there something some kind of error or, or mess up that you did that maybe your boss or your co-workers just came down on you hard with no regard for the opportunity that's there you know they, they stuck to some kind of letter of the law or whatever else and you, you got the harsh end of the deal would you not have benefited from some level of forgiveness there so you, you want to set the example at work and you also want to set the example for your church and your community there's there's a saying that goes you know church would be great and all if it weren't for all the people uh, <laughs> there's when, when you get enough people together in a group uh, especially in something like a, a church or you know maybe uh, a you know like a civitan club or a, a sports team a community outreach kind of what whatever the the community is you get enough people together they're going someone's gonna offend somebody people aren't gonna get along people are gonna butt heads over the decision of something where it, this kind of stuff is just inevitable if feelings are gonna get hurt uh, I've seen some grudges get nurtured that go on for years it's so much to the point where yeah, if you really even thought about it you probably would they the people that nurture and nurse these things so long probably forget really in the first place of where it all came from if you sat there and thought about it you know none of that stuff even mattered anymore anyway but you're still angry about it you still harbor that resentment that it's been so long since it even started and stuff like that you want to be the leader and set the examples and, and demonstrate forgiveness to show others that they can function best with forgiveness towards one another I mean in whether it's church or some other kind of organization where we're all should be working towards uh, the same goal uh, we're all after the same thing so if everyone's kind of on, on the same page on things 
working towards forgiveness is, is a quicker way for us to, to get what we're all after, to, to get the effect we've, we've achieved. So if you're on the sports team, you know, it, it, everybody's going for the same goal of victory for, for the benefit of everybody. Uh, if it, what, whatever it is, it's it's an attitude that, that you can demonstrate to others, and it's something that if if you see somebody demonstrating that, it kind of inspires you or helps you kind of take that attitude towards somebody else. And if and if someone sees you extending that forgiveness to someone else, it inspires them to kind of take that on themselves and show that to others. So it's an attitude that people want to take on and and will demonstrate to other people it's, it's something that is that through practice it, it tends to spread so to kind of sum up here Christ modeled forgiveness for us all to follow uh, one one of his main purposes was to be the the instrument through which we all get forgiveness and are able to approach the throne of heaven boldly and not have to worry about the the wrath or punishment that comes our way. He's the mechanism through which that happens. I mean, he was even demonstrating forgiveness on his last moments on the cross when he's looking down at guys casting lots for his clothes and he you know looks up and pleads to the Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He was able to look at the, the, the intent of the heart and look at people and sometimes, in some cases, in their own ignorance, just knowing that folks just don't know better sometimes. That there's more to it than just kind of what appears on the surface. So that's, that's what I want to encourage: is is look at how Christ set the example both on his time on earth and how. He ultimately was the the mechanism through which we would get our forgiveness with God. And how do you apply that and how you interact with, with people today? You know, start start first looking at your family. Then then how does it translate to other people you, you interact with, whether people that work or, or your family or, or your extended family or your friends? Or, you know, are you you know part of uh, a a community group either a church or, or something else where you're in the position to kind of set that tone set that example for others to follow um, I think you'd be surprised the extent of your influence uh, because you're always being watched forgiveness isn't always easy but it's necessary. It's the perfect way to show God's love to each other by walking in forgiveness. As with most habits, it becomes more easy the more you practice it, so be brave enough to start today. What grudge do you still need to lay down? Who do you need to go make peace with? Don't know what to say or how to start? That's cool. Ask God for guidance and he will be with you as you go. Model the kind of forgiveness that Christ gave to people. After all, we know what that forgiveness feels like. It's time to spread the love. Thanks for listening to Consulting the Manual. We'll catch you next time.